articles. Just kidding. Podcast really focuses on everything from drivers to teams to anything and everything NASCAR. Uh, so I hope a bunch of us will go on this journey together. This week, I'd like to talk a little bit more about Alex Bowman, look at his career stats, understand who he is, as well as William Byron. So with that, let's roll the intro. Green, 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 green. This is about the time all hell breaks loose. Caution, caution, caution. Back down, missing the bottom. Newman gets turned. He'll stay to the bottom of the race. Chill, Bill. Take a chill, Bill. Got a race to win here. What the hell was that? A team was doing. Two, one. We'll straight fill the break. So Alex Bowman. Um, as a, not a newbie to NASCAR, but a newbie to NASCAR, I didn't really know a whole lot about Alex Bowman. Who is this guy? What is he doing? Has he driven, you know, has he raced before? Uh, period, done, the end. So, um, it wasn't until I was listening to the Sirius XM, uh, The Morning Drive, which if you don't listen to that, uh, it's a great way to start your day. Uh, Mike and Pete are hilarious and you get really great color commentary of NASCAR. Uh, but I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, uh, nine chances out of 10, uh, you listen to the morning drive every day. If you have serious radio, Alex Bowman was on their show and it really kind of inspired me to learn more about him. Just listening to him talk and, and how determined he is about really like opened my eyes. And I was like, wow, I really like this guy. He's really driven, um, you know, he works really hard, uh, and at the end of the day, I feel like he really wants what's best for Hendrick, uh, and to do his best. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, uh, currently, Alex Bowman is doing all the simulator work, uh, for Hendrick, so he'll, he'll drive in the simulator and feel out kind of the equipment for each of the racetracks, and and see what needs to get tweaked um, for the upcoming race, and so on. So that's kind of a really neat job to me, Um, and it kind of gives you a different perspective, I feel, as a race car driver, Um, you know, really looking at the different intricacies and seeing racing in a whole new light. Now, Alex isn't, isn't really shy to racing in general, um, when we, when we think about the cup series, he's won, he's, he's won, ha, huh. he hasn't won any cup series races, but he has run 81 races over the last three years. Um, his first race was the Daytona 500 in 2014, and in his cup series career, he's had three top 10 finishes, and he had one pole, and, uh, the pole that he got was, um, was in Arizona, which was in Phoenix, and, you know, being from Phoenix and Arizona, it was almost no surprise, right? Um, you know, you look at the guy, and he has raced uh, a lot there in the past, um, growing up there. So, so Alex Bowman. Um, so let's look at some of his career stats, right? So he's not a stranger, uh, if you will. He's not a stranger to to a cup car. He's not a stranger to um, to NASCAR at all. Um, I tried to do a little bit of homework here um, before I dove into it. Uh, like I said, not new to NASCAR, but I still feel new. You know, every time I listen to TMD, you got these guys that know every waking detail of every race ever. 
Um, so, I mean, I love NASCAR, but I, my brain just does not retain that much. Um, but, like, looking at Alex, right, looking at his his Cup Series thus far. So, he ran 81 races over three years, like I said. Xfinity, he ran 50 races over five years. Um, his first race was um, at Chicagoland in 2012. Um, he had 13 top 10s and three poles. Hey, that's pretty good um, for 50 races. And then Truck Series, um, my research tells me he ran two races in two years and had one top 10 finish there. Um, so Alex, interesting fact, he moved to Charlotte um, when he was 16 because racing was his dream. Um he started racing quarter midgets when he was only seven. I think it was quarter midgets. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta fact check myself here on the fly. But he started racing, period, when he was seven years old, um, which is insane to me. Um, yeah, quarter midgets when he was seven years old. Uh, and in that, by 2006, he had won nine national championships and 165 feature wins. 2006, I think about what I was doing. I was not that accomplished, and I don't think he was very old. How old was he in 2006? He was 13. That's just crazy to me. Um, from quarter midgets, he went on to, uh, to do the National Focus Midget Racing Championship, and there he had 11 wins. Then he went into the K&N Pro Series at the age of 17. 17? I don't know about y'all, but when I was 17, I had just started driving a car. Um, so in that series, um, he also did very well there. He finished sixth in series points, winning Rookie of the Year. Then he went to ARCA. And then that's when he kind of came over to the Xfinity and Camping World Truck Series. Um, like, I, you know, you heard me rattle off his stats there. 50 Xfinity races, a couple of truck races. You know, and then he comes into the Cup Series at, in 2014. Um, and that's when he started racing uh, for BK Racing as uh, part of the preseason there. Um, and so he, he started racing for Kozlowski. Um, and then it was, then, you know, fast forward to 2016. Junior gets hurt. He steps in uh, and, he, and he races for him. Now... I, I think a few people here are salty, which, okay, I can understand. You know, Dale's retiring, guys coming in. This isn't like other sports where we can retire their number. Um, and, you know, talking the other day, numbers mean some things sometimes, but not always. Um, you think about some drivers and the driver, the, the number that you're driving now, um, it's not when you think of them, the number that you think of instinctively. Um, you know, the, <laughs> Corey LaJoy writes on Twitter, uh, so this is where the saltiness with Alex Bowman, he said something along the lines of simulator work is not real work. Um, but you know, it is, uh, 
and a few others chimed in. Some people said, yeah, well, the best you could do was finish 15th when you filled in for Dale before. Um, And then others are like, man, I can't wait to buy my Alex Bowman gear uh, at the hauler when I get to the first race of the season or even on Fanatics, right? So you have a wide array. Um, Simulator work is work, in my opinion. I think Alex does so much for Hendrick right now. Um, I think he's in a role that he can see the different uh, intricacies of the team uh, and how the team goes. And I think that in itself will help him race. I think he's ready to own this number. He's worked for Hendrick for a while. Uh, he, I think he's dedicated to Hendrick. So um, in my mind, I see him going, the 88 is not Dale's number. With Dale's name on the windshield and my name on the door panel, no, he's going to get in that 88 and own it. Um, he actually tweeted a couple of days ago a picture um, Alex tweeted a picture of diecast in a box uh, with a couple of different paint schemes, 88 diecast, uh, and Alex Bowman was on the box. So he's excited. He owns it. He knows that is his car. It's not a car he's sharing with someone and trying to trying to maintain points for them or whatever. Um, that's his. He's going to own it. But when I think about Alex Bowman, and I think about the, uh, I think about the the work that he's doing on the simulator week in and week out for Hendrick, you know, testing all the cars, making sure that you know all the right engineering is in place for each track, and and all the other things that he does. The simulator is, and my envision is Hendrick's simulator is, as best to being in a race car. As you can possibly be without being in a race car. Which takes me to William Byron driving the number 24 car next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase Elliott is still there. Don't worry if you haven't heard that news yet. Uh, Chase Race is getting in the Chase Race 9. And I'll get to that. But William Byron coming up through iRacing. Now, this kid, unbelievable. How William Byron got into NASCAR really speaks to the levels in which we are in today. So iRacing, um, if you don't know, is like online, and I don't really know, so uh, I might be preaching, might be the blind leading the blind on this one, but iRacing um, is... It's online racing, obviously, all simulation-based. They are official sanctioned uh, events, uh, just like they would be NASCAR events that you're racing. Um, And you're racing at tracks and and simulator of tracks. And so uh, William Byron, much different path coming up than... I'm going to go with any other driver that has ever graced NASCAR's presence. Because you look at Alex Bowman, you look at a guy like like Kevin Harvick even, and 
those guys started racing, whether it was go-karts or quarter midgets, before they were 10 years old. William Byron began iRacing when he was a teenager. So what? No younger than 13? Okay. iRacing. He's not in a car yet. So in his iRacing career, he had o- over 100 wins. He had almost 300 top five finishes in this online style competition. And it wasn't until 2012 um, where his family and he explored taking this in- incredible uh path that he has set in iRacing and bringing it offline and into real life and putting him into a car. So that's when he then started racing um, in the Legend Series. Uh, He started racing in the Legend Series when he was 15. Um, And then from there, he went into the K&N Pro Series. Um, And then from there, he went into the Truck Series. And then from there, this is his first year in the Xfinity Series. And now next year, he's going to go to the Cup Series, which is so crazy fast of a progression, at least in my mind. You know, I didn't grow up in this racing world, and and maybe this is the progression, and maybe this is where things are going. Um, I think it's really neat, though, the whole iRacing premise, uh, showing showing kids that hey you know try out this before we're gonna go spend thousands upon thousands of dollars uh to build you a race car to build a team around it and try it and you don't like it um and you know it's an interesting way because they can put more time for less money into it uh and really get excellent practice i know a bunch of the the cup drivers now race on iRacing because it's fun and it and it keeps them into it um and you can do it anywhere anytime um but william byron I think he, he's got a lot riding on his shoulders for Hendrick this year. When I saw, it wasn't until I saw the race, it was Michigan this year, where 2017, where uh, he just nearly lost out the race to Denny Hamlin. Um, I mean, it was incredible. He's racing alongside guys that have been racing like that um, and in this venue for a long time, and he's beating them, or he's nearly beating them. Um, he's come from behind. A lot of great things. He is a true racer in my mind, um, and it's it's kind of a lot like Kyle, Kyle Larson. You know, he played uh, the video. I think I heard on a broadcast once that Kyle Larson played the video game uh, the heat or, or whatever it was when he was a kid and he always wanted to start from behind so he could learn how to race to get up front. Um, and we see a lot of that come true in his races today. But like I said, William Byron, I, I think he's a true racer. Um, it might take a couple races for him to feel it out. Um, you know, it'll take, it might take Alex a couple races for him to feel it out, get comfortable in the car, get comfortable with the team. Um, it is a little bit different. It's definitely different than what they are doing now. Um, I sure as heck would not want to be Alex or William. I mean, I think 
the two of them have a lot riding on their shoulders. Um, you're in your early 20s, you're 20 and in your early 20s, and you are racing for some of the largest, the the biggest team in NASCAR, the most quote-unquote prestigious. I, I feel like NASCAR fans like to argue uh, comments like that, which, which is fine, so that's why I'm going to say quote-unquote prestigious. Um, but I look at that, and it's, it's incredible to me. And they have a lot riding on their shoulders. Um, so like I said, it's either they're going to need a couple races to feel it out, or um, William and Alex are just going to come flying out of the gates and do extremely well, which I know they'll do well. Um, but I think a lot of people expect William Byron. He needs to win the first race that he's in. He needs to win at least five, um, which is great and all. And you know what? If if that is what is in his mind, go get it, kid, um, because it, it's absolutely incredible. When I started thinking, okay, so William Byron signed this deal with Hendrick. He's 19. 19. I had just barely graduated high school and started college. I didn't even st- when he signed that deal with Hendrick, it was the summer. I didn't I didn't even I don't think I even started college yet. At that point, I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. Um so I look at what he's doing and he knows. And he seems very determined. So, but I, but wait, rewind. I thought to myself, he has to be the absolute youngest driver ever um, to sign with NASCAR. So then I started doing a little research, and I and I found this interesting article that, boy, oh boy, did it prove me wrong. Um. And it, they're all drivers um, that are in the series today. There were a lot of drivers that came up in my research about beating records for being the youngest. Um, but I wanted to pull out ones for drivers um, that are relevant to today's time. Um, you look at a guy like Trevor Bain, and um, when he began, when he began racing the Sprint Cup series um, for the Wood Brothers. He won the Daytona 500, and that was in 2011. That made him the youngest driver to ever win that race at the age of 20 years. Um, so my research says 20 years and one day. So I find it funny in all sports um, when you have a milestone or an accomplishment. It's not just you were 20. You were 20 years and one day. So if I look at William Byron, even if he were to win the Daytona 500 at the start of 2018, his birthday is in November, um, he will still be older than uh, Trevor was when he won that race. Um, Then you look at a guy like Greg Galding. When he was 12, he was the youngest driver in the NASCAR Legends division um, that won a national championship. 12 winning national championships I'm gonna say blows my mind a lot on this podcast uh especially this episode because that's insane to me and then everyone's uh favorite in Chase Nash Chase Elliott 
when he joined the Sprint Cup Series full-time last year, uh, driving the 24 car, he was 20 years old, and he became the youngest pole sitter in Daytona. So yeah, there's a commonality here with Daytona. I find it interesting. I'd like to see what other youngest type records have been broken in Daytona. Um, so maybe Daytona's the place. Come out there and just and hit it, and maybe um, William will get his first uh, Cup Series win. Uh, the way that kid is rolling, I honestly, I would not be surprised if he got his first win there. Um, so then, then the other, the other driver that kind of came up was Joey Logano. Uh, he was the youngest cup winner ever at 19. So William has no chance at that, but Logano was 19, one month and four days old. (laughs) And, um, that was in 2009 when he won in New Hampshire. So, um, I was debunked and, and proven wrong when I thought William Byron would be one of the, the youngest ever. But um, in the article I was reading, there were tons of other NASCAR drivers from um, earlier in time, 60s, 70s, uh, that were younger, I think, than, than 19 or even 20 and had amazing accomplishments. So I think with that, that's all I have for uh, the Turn Left podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. I I think over time, you know, we'll explore a little bit more about drivers, about teams as a whole, um, and and just about then the history of NASCAR, how things have evolved. Um, I'll try to have some guests on. I, you know, I I think uh, the Twitter world might open me up to. Uh, finding some friends on Twitter that would like to be a part of the podcast. Um, But, you know, with that, uh, I'm looking forward to overall what the Hendrick team will bring uh, for next year, whether it's Alex, whether it's William, whether it's uh, Papa Jimmy at this point. (laughs) He's he's like the dad in the garage, man. Um, Or whether it is uh, everyone's favorite, Chase, Putting him in the nine car is going to be really awesome. I think he'll own that like his own. I feel like him going into the 24 car maybe kind of felt like, oh, this was Jeff's number. This isn't mine. But um, Chase, when he raced, um, when he was younger, his race car number was nine. I learned that in a little online series that I watched when he said his AOL handle was Chase Race 9. Um, so... You know, the Hendrick team will do really great. So anyway, that's all I got for this week. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you liked it. Um, And if you did like it, we will hopefully be back next week uh, with something interesting about the world of NASCAR. So that's all I have for now. Uh, Have a great day. Bye. Oh, come on. Shoot.